Hey everybody, welcome to the You Were Born for This podcast with Father John Ricardo. That's me, I'm your host, Father John. I'm the Executive Director at Acts 29, where we talk about anything and everything related to transforming the church. And not as usual, I'm here not only with Nick and Mary, but uh, with our dearly beloved Woo-hoo. Reverend Mr. Steve Mister. Mitchell. How you doing, You're brother? right. I'm doing great. Thanks, we, Father John. Uh, it's good to be with you guys. We affectionately call Deacon Steve Momo. Yeah. As in Moses, he's kind of the... Uh, He's kind of the father figure. I'm very old. That's Momo. Well, I didn't say that. You did. So, yeah. Brother, it's great to have you with us. Um, (laughs) You're, uh, well, we have you on podcast now, like, regularly, uh, it's like twice a year. So it's good to have you back. (laughs) It's good to be here. Thank you. We thought it's most fitting, actually, for you to join us just because, so Steve's here, for those of uh, who may not know us all that well. Steve's in the office with us all the time, but not always on podcast. And um, we're coming to a close on the calendar year, huh? Yeah, mm-hmm. and we just thought it's so good for us to kind of get together as a team. Um, mindful that we don't have Kelly and Chris with us, but it's just a good chance for us as brothers and sisters here to like lead people, maybe, and how to turn the page mm-hmm. on 2020. That's really the yeah. Topic, that's the it? topic. I mean, you're still my thunder, but yeah, it's the topic. It's turning the page on 2020. Yeah, so many people are are you know are saying things like, "I can't wait for this year to be over," but we have a counter argument to that. Yeah, we so think God's gonna, got a perspective, doesn't That's it? right, a different mm. perspective, a Christian yeah. perspective. So, Father John, will you pray us in? Yeah, in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, in these days, as we uh, as we do prepare to turn the page to close out this year, which has been so unusual, so unlike anything most of us have ever lived through, we ask that your Spirit would help us uh, to make the most of these final days of 2020, to stop, to look back, to acknowledge you, and not simply to move into the new year yet, but to give you the praise and the glory and the thanksgiving that are due you in all circumstances. So we ask for your anointing upon our conversation, upon the ears of all our brothers and sisters who are listening, and especially to be with those who are finding these days most challenging and difficult, that your grace would overwhelm them, and that you would be very near to them, mindful that you are especially close to the brokenhearted. All this we ask through Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. I wonder if I can just set this up. So here, we're actually recording this uh, a week earlier or so. This is our final day in the office altogether, huh? Yeah. And so we had a chance to celebrate Mass earlier, and uh, I was sharing with you guys uh, this morning my own prayer. Um, I just was compelled to thank God. So I was sitting there mindful that we were going to get together. We have a little Christmas party today, and we're not going to see each other necessarily uh, for a little bit of time here as we kind of go into a Christmas break. And uh, I was just overwhelmed almost immediately by looking back on the year and how much God has done in us and for us. Mm. So. By all means, as you said, Nick, earlier, like there's a lot of people that we know. They can't wait to like, man, I just got to get out of 2020. I had some packages that were delivered to me by accident. Um, And so it was kind of interesting. So I had ordered something from one company. They sent me something that I didn't order. (laughs) But I looked at it and it said it was an engraving. It says, you know, like, can't wait to be done with 2020. Mm. And that's where a lot of people feel, you know, where they are. And I get that. But. Uh, while this has been a really hard year, we're taught by the Word of God, which is supposed to correct deformed thinking, <laughs> mm. 
Uh, that's what Paul says when he says it's inspired, useful for correction. You know, like my, my way of thinking is I'm going to thank God when I get what I want. Right. And the Word of God says, mm, uh, not quite, son. Uh, you're actually supposed to thank him in all things. And mm. so I was just led to start writing down in my journal this morning as I was praying everything that I wanted to thank him for. And I got through like two pages of stuff. And then we were talking about some things that we had uh, that we wanted to thank God for as well. So by all means, hard year, unusual year, bizarre year. And yet, before we turn the page, these are times in which we're supposed to thank God, look back, and acknowledge his grace, his mercy, and a provision. Huh? Yeah, and this goes... So... So for those of you hearing this, some of us have suffered a lot more this year than others, right? Mm-hmm. We, it, there's a temptation to go, okay, where were those little sort of silver lining moments or those, those moments that I, I was just thinking with like a, like I have a happy thought or memory or that happy thing that happened, but it's, it goes way beyond. I mean, it's, we don't just thank God for the good moments, right? We thank God for even the, the difficult things. Mary, you always say God's in the ruins, right? Yeah, God yeah. is in the storms of our lives, right? Mm-hmm. And and to be sure, at least in our family, we've we've um, we, we've had some trials this year. But this, even this morning, um, as I was sitting with Luke one, as we hear the Magnificat proclaimed, I was um, reflecting on the year. And but I was trying to remember, like, where have I seen you move in power mm-hmm. this year in my life and in my family's life? And where have I experienced your unbounded compassion? And it was just pretty easy to put pen to paper, even amidst the tears, even amidst the sorrows. He is faithful. He is steadfast. He is merciful. He's sovereign. And he's still on his throne. And he sees all of our tears. But I think one of the greatest remedies uh, in time, in a year like we've had, or in personal trials, I just think the enemy hates praise. Mm. He hates it that we praise and thank God. For who he is. And so we do that, even amidst the storms. Moses, you've gone through uh, some challenges. I know um, certainly a lot of challenges in your life, your family's life, just like we have in all of ours. But you close the page as you uh, kind of look back on the year. Like, what's the Lord saying to you with regards to Thanksgiving, praise? Yeah. Um, you know, as Nick was talking, you know, it's, it, we're not looking for silver lining moments really mm-hmm. because there's i mean literally there are situations where it's not a silver line there's th- it's lost there isn't any the one the one that i found in the most difficult circumstances in life is um god was there waiting for me mm-hmm. at the in the most difficult mm-hmm. moments you know where i didn't where i was wondering where are you where are you in all this mm-hmm. and for a long period of time, you know, and then when I finally went there, he was there. I've been here all the time, waiting for you yeah. to come here, and and that's that's uh, where grace really does meet us in in the most difficult circumstances in life. You know, you know, even as you're talking, mm. I'm thinking of uh, we we had a chance to read uh, a letter from uh, Bishop Hying in uh, the Diocese of Madison yeah. that he was sharing out with the uh, the people there. And at the ending of the letter, it was all in the new evangelization and what they're trying to do in the Diocese of Madison. And he had this expression, he says, in the church, it's always an hour after sunrise mm. on Easter Sunday. Mm. And so here's Magdalene heading towards the tomb. 
right? So that's where right. a lot of us are right now. I mean, there's, there's a fair number of us who yeah. have either been really sick, uh, maybe we've lost our jobs, we have uncertainty about uh, job security, financial situations, we've lost loved ones. Mm -hmm. um, there are lots of people in those situations and lots of other situations in addition. So we're like Magdalene headed towards the tomb. Mm -hmm. But the reality is, without diminishing those, right. it's an hour after sunrise. And you know what? The tomb's empty. And death has lost. And despair does not win. And so the Lord's trying to like just pull those of us who might be in those places right now where, where it just seems so dark. It seems so like, oh my gosh, you got to be kidding. Like, what's up ahead? Like, is it going to get worse? The Lord just wants to, he's already there, and he's looking at us, and he, and he dares to say to us, like he said to Magdalene, why are you crying? I've, I've, I just always love that scene, right? Like, here's Jesus looking at one of his best friends. He knows darn well why she's crying, right? Sure. And he doesn't just go, hey, Mary, stop crying. Here I am. He's probing. Like, what's wrong? What's going on? And I got a picture of the Lord's, I mean, like, in my mind, I'm always thinking, how would I tell somebody that I just won the lottery? You know, like, I got the sole ticket winner on a $2 billion check. <laughs> and I don't just go, hey, I won the lottery, $2 billion. You go, man, today was brutal. And then you make up some like big, long story. And then you just kind of like toss out the winning ticket and you go, we won, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> like, your life is about to change. And I, I think like, that's right. what Jesus is doing with Magdalene. Like, you have mm -hmm. no idea what I'm about to tell you. And I'm going to milk this. And then when I call you by name and you realize death can't hold me, which means, oh, by the way, it can't hold you because I'm your friend and I've done this for you. Everything in your life is going to be different. You're going to be able to enter into suffering differently because you know it can't hold you. You're going to be entering into hardship differently. Why? Because I am sovereign and I am Lord. And so maybe for those who are, they're running to the tomb or they're walking to the tomb and life is hard right now, that's what we're praying for, for our brothers and sisters who are in those situations, that you will hear Jesus yeah. call you by name mm -hmm. and say, I have become man for you, and I have gone to the cross for you, not for y'all, for you, with all those difficulties that you're going through, all that hardship, all the challenges, all the uncertainty— you have no idea, the honest truth is, right, none of us have any idea what the future holds. What do we know? We know who holds the future, mm -hmm. right? and he's right. a good God, mm -hmm. and he's always faithful, and he's filled with compassion, and he's especially close to us when we're hurting, and so he's especially close to many of you right now. That's the truth. That's the gospel. That's right. right? I mean, this, this, this makes me think of two, two situations. So Dickie Steve, you made this point. So sometimes you're in it. And all three, all three people on the other side of the microphone uh, to the audience, like, they've all suffered a lot more than I have in life. They've all experienced much more painful loss than I have in life up to this point. But I can just say that my, my own little darkest moments of life, when I, did, when I couldn't feel or see or hear God, He was still there waiting for whatever scale needed to fall from my eyes or whatever, whatever thing needed to 
to kind of come out of my path so that I could see him. He was there waiting for me, and he's and if you know, and, and maybe for some of us, he's he's waiting for us there right now. But the other thing is, we can always reflect back, and that's what we're asking you to do right now in this year. You know, God wastes nothing. And so you look back at the year, and you think that was a waste. That was a total loss. For, for Jesus, there is no such thing. And so if you're in that place, I invite you to start praying anew now. Jesus, show me where you were when. Mm. Jesus, yes. show me where you are now. Mm. And, and, you know, in my own life, like, everybody here was walking with me when I was the beginning of COVID, we had a baby. There's just there's just a high stress there, um, but I watched God move in my marriage in a new way, and this whole year uh, has been has been like, from the perspective of our marriage, it's been the best year ever. I mean, God has constantly ministered to me through my wife in whole new ways, and and in all my and my and the, and the parts of me that were kind of being undone during COVID. He was loving me directly, but he was also loving me through Emily in a new way. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I just, so I'm coming out of this year so much more grateful for Emily mm-hmm. than ever before and what he's done in that. That reminds me, Nick, um, I had a, a, a Zoom call with some of my sorority sisters from college. We hadn't connected in, I mean, some of us, it's been 20, 30 years. And uh, so we got a Zoom call together. And we were reflecting on this very thing, like, like, how are you handling COVID? How are your family? How are your kids? How are your grandkids? But the common thread among all of us girls was gratitude like we're grateful that we have a roof over our heads Mm. we're grateful we still have work we were grateful we were able to be with our parents when they passed away there was even amidst all the sorrow there was gratitude and one person said they wouldn't change anything about this year because it drew their family together Mm. yeah Jeannie and I've had similar conversations and my you all know my wife, and she's an extrovert, and she really needs lots of people around her. And it's it's been a you know it's been some <laughs> a tough year <laughs> for her in that. But um, we we are closer than we've ever been. God has you know in in this whole thing, um, God has really drawn us closer together, and we've just been able to minister to each other throughout the year. We're just and we've been grateful for that. Um, as tough as it is not to see grandkids at times and mm. and things like that. Um, yeah, he's blessed us in a powerful and, way. And maybe some of us are thinking, well, that, that's, that's nice. That's you guys, you know. Yeah. It hasn't quite turned out that way for me. Right. So mm-hmm. uh, what, what's coming to mind is a, an incident, a conversation I had with a, a good friend of mine, a good brother uh, who lives down in Iowa. And we were talking. I asked him to pray for a situation I was going through that uh, was uh, yet to be determined. Mm-hmm. And I just said, hey, I could really use your prayer support. And so many of us, we approach situations like this, you know, where there's, there could be a really bad outcome on something, and we just say, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beg God for a miracle now, and if he comes through, I'll thank him. Mm-hmm. And so I'm having this conversation with the guy, and uh, I explain the situation. The guy says, have you thanked God for this? And I said, no, why would I do that? <laughs> he goes, well, you're supposed to thank him and everything. I'm like... Oh yeah, thanks for teaching me that. I should I should have known that probably, you know. Like, <laughs> My bad. I thought I was only supposed to thank him when I got things, you know. And uh, it was just so helpful. And I just like you're you're spot on. I remember just going, like going right into the chapel and saying, "Lord, I have no idea what's going to happen here, but I thank you." And I just be, why? Because because you're God and you're deserving of my thanks. Not just when I get what I want. You're not a genie that right. you know I thank when you answer what it is that I you know rub your belly no you're god 
So I'm going to praise mm. you. So maybe you're, 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 you know, in a situation right now where it's yet to be determined and by all means, pray for the miracle, pray God to come through and, a, you know, do some massively, uh, uh, impossible things or seemingly impossible things. Christmas is a season to ask God for the impossible for crying out loud. Uh, but thank him anyway, and thank him in advance. Thank him for 2021, for no matter what, no matter what that year holds, thank him. Yeah, because who knows what this year holds, right? Right. Yeah. But yeah. we know that God works all things together for good for those who love him, no matter what. Yep. It, and his grace is sufficient. It, it, one of my uh, favorite scripture passages um, that I don't mention here often just because I don't know why I don't, but I don't. But Deuteronomy 31, 6, Moses is commissioning... Joshua, and he says to him, For it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. I mean, this is, this is a word over our lives, even yeah. in, right now for in dread, right now, you know? He's not forsaken you. He goes before you. So thank him, thank him for what you're in because, because his presence is with you, even if you don't feel it. And thank him for what's to come, right. even in the uncertainty. Earlier in Deuteronomy, the Lord says uh, to Moses to tell the people, you know, as a father carries his child in his arms, I have carried you all the days of your life. And, and there's another way in which, like, the Lord just wants us to know that. Like, I have personally carried you. Why? I love you. I created you. You know, and I didn't create you to be a, a plaything or a slave. I created you out of love. The proof of that, I became a man for you. And I didn't just become a man for you. I went to the cross for you. And I battled death for you. Like, the Lord has carried and is carrying all of us mm -hmm. and all of you who are listening right now. And that's what we put our confidence and our trust in, and that's why we thank him. Right. He fights for us. Yeah. Yep. So let's, maybe we can end with this. So just want to encourage people. Um, maybe just pray with First Thessalonians chapter five. So, ooh, Mary's got tabs, so she already knows where it is. <laughs> Lucky you, Mary, you and your tabbed Bible. Actually, Mary knows where it is without tabs. But, <laughs> but here's, I don't know why you have tabs for crying out loud. You're like one of the most biblically literate people that I know in my life. You don't need tabs. These are pretty old. This she wants a, to get there first. No, this <laughs> is. I'm there. I got it. I got it. This I'm, is a pretty ratty, tattered. <laughs> it's all about competition, isn't it? It is kind of, <laughs> yeah. So let the Word of God have the last word. Huh? Here's the Lord speaking to us through St. Paul. He says, Rejoice always. Always. Pray without ceasing. And give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Let's try to take that admonition to heart as we close this year and look forward to 2021. Let's rejoice always. Let's ceaselessly pray. And no matter what the circumstance that's going on in our lives, let's give thanks to God because he's a good father. And because he's a good father, you and I don't have to be afraid. He's with us. And we were born for this. Amen.